0: Welcome into the InvestWell Show. You have landed at the right spot. Thanks so much for tuning in, spending some time with us via podcast. I'm here with Randy Cook. We're going to talk about some things on this show that I believe are going to be helpful to you. And if you are not a woman, that's okay. You can still gain some knowledge here. We're going to talk about women in wealth and how it's impacting our economy, our society, and why that's important. So, if you're not a woman here, please listen because you might be married, and uh, you know you want to be thinking through this. You want to have conversations with your wife, your spouse, et cetera. Also, you might have a sister, you know, or a mother that's in a situation that is in need of hearing this this information. Or maybe you are a woman and you're saying, you know what, this is dialed right in for me, I appreciate that. And there's some other folks that you know as well that are gonna need to hear this information. So do me a favor, if you love what you're hearing on the show, we'd love to hear your rating and feedback and comments also. Please take a moment and we want to invite you to share this with someone that needs to hear this. So, Randy, the topic today is women in wealth. And I think it's so important because, you know, 2019 is very different than 1950, is very different than the year 1995, is very different than the year 2005. I remember my son you know, he would say a lot of times, Oh, Dad, that's like back in the old 90s. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh,
0: you dinosaur, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I graduated in 1995. I thought I was young, and now I'm seeing kids that are born in like 2001, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, working and doing. I'm like, two, what? You, uh-huh. So, so it's, it's creeping up on me is what I'm saying. All right. Well, I know
2: that there are some things that haven't changed since the 1950s when it comes to our topic today, and the reason that we're talking about this is is a new study from a consulting group in Boston and it says of all the industries that women deal with financial services is the one where they are the most dissatisfied mm. and i thought wow That's very strong because I think of myself at the car dealership. You know, I feel completely out of the know. If the guy looks at me and says, you need this to be fixed and it's going to cost this much, I just nod and say, "Okay." And I think that women find that in a number of different industries. But this is your industry, Michael. Yeah. Financial services. Why is it that women are finding this area so unsatisfactory?
0: Well, I think the first thing is, for years, this has been—I uh, hate to say it—but it's been a male-dominated industry. It mm-hmm. just has been, like many other industries that are out there. Now it's changing. You know, I love to see the the climate change where there's a lot of women advisors in the space. I love to see the fact that you know women are becoming more knowledgeable than ever been before. Women are more entrepreneurial today than they've ever been. You know, some statistics here about forty-seven percent of women-owned businesses and, you know, basically in wealth inherited by women over the next decade is projected to be about $28 trillion. Right. Uh, it's a lot of money. And so when you think about some of these things, we're saying, okay, you know, 30, 40 years ago, there wasn't almost, you know, 50% of businesses out there owned by women. It just, it wasn't the case. I think it's a phenomenal thing. You know, I think it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a good thing. The challenge is, is we want to make sure that anytime that we are selecting someone, I think for a woman out there specifically, my first challenge would be just because you're a woman, doesn't mean that you need to go connect with another woman that's an advisor. It's like politics, right? They say, well, we need an African-American in office or we need a Hispanic in office or we need somebody, you know, for, and these people don't have any, could be anything, could Mm -hmm. be whatever your, your race is. We're kind of voting and putting people in place in a lot of ways because of their, you know, race and they're different.
2: They're different. Yeah. Let's do, let's try something different as as opposed
0: to the knowledge in the industry in general. So I think that's the first caution that I would have for women out there. But all that to be said, I think it's really a healthy thing that we're seeing the pendulum shift. One of the things that we do see sometimes is, and, and this isn't necessarily just for women or for men, you know, traditionally men in a lot of ways have been the ones that have taken care of, you know, we talked about this off air, Randy, have taken care of, uh, the investing, the, side. The, the, the investing side of life and the women's are taking care of the checkbook and things like yep, that. Yep. Now that's not in every family. But in a lot of families still in America, that's the case, right? So you might have a single mom that she's doing everything. Uh, You might have a single dad that he's doing everything. But Mm -hmm. I think the big misnomer is the fact that just because men are taking care of the investments in a lot of ways in a lot of households in the country, that doesn't mean that they're uber knowledgeable about investments. I mean, let's be real honest. I meet a lot of families and have met a lot of families over the years where, you know, maybe a husband and wife have come in, or maybe a, a single man or a single woman have come in, whatever. And, and at the end of the day, I would say the knowledge of the financial industry on both sides of the aisle is probably equal. Mm-hmm. The men might know a little bit more terminology. They might be a little bit more familiar with some of the different things. Maybe they're intrigued more by numbers or just, you know, I, I remember I used to walk around the house and I was, I'd was talk to my wife and be like, you know, I'm, I was doing some math on whatever. And I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. She's like, you think that's fun? You just walk around and do math on stuff? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I do think it's fun. <laughs> so maybe it's just, a, you know, the, the bend that we're headed towards there. But the point is, I don't want a blanket statement and say just because women are not as involved or have been as involved in investments in the past, that doesn't mean that there's any less knowledge. One of the things I I will say, it's quite interesting, and I've experienced this over the last, you know, almost 19 years of helping families, our team with their wealth, Randy. Women typically are more open to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a phenomenal thing. They're willing to ask questions. They're willing to say, well, wait a minute. I don't know that I agree with that. And consequently, you know, an interesting thought is women typically are less inclined to get caught up into Ponzi schemes. They're more skeptical. They're more skeptical. They ask more questions. They don't just take things at face value. And I think that's a wonderful thing. All good things. All good things. So I think us guys can learn a lot from women in that capacity. So when you sit down and have a
2: first meeting with a client, mm-hmm. do you kind of say, hey, I see you're married. Where is your wife? We we need to go into this together. Yeah. Because I would think that you talking to a man who then has to translate all this information to a woman and then some of that information could be not translated correctly You'd have to
0: repeat everything on the next meeting. Why not have the two sit down together? It's a valid point. And that's something that we always want to do anyways. And that's something as you're listening to this that you should be thinking about. You know, whether you're the woman listening to this or a man listening to this, whatever, and whether you write the checks or whether your spouse writes the checks or whatever the story is, you want to be in a situation where you are involving each other together in this. Now, I know there's going to be seasons of life. You know, the seasons of life that I'm in right now, as an example, my wife and I, we've been married... Little over eighteen years. We have four children. The kids are younger. There's a lot of work at home. There's a lot of things at home. She's a stay at home mother. Some mothers go out and work, they're in the workforce. Some are stay at home. She's a homeschooler. Well, she's doing in, that too. Not only is she doing that, but you know, in my opinion, you know, she, everybody oh, she's staying at home. She's not doing it. She's doing more work than a lot of folks out there. Yeah. Men and women in, in what she's doing. It's a very challenging task. So my hat is off to her. But you know, there are different stages sometimes in life where maybe women aren't as involved or maybe the man, if he's at home in that scenario, aren't as involved in the investing space. But as you start to build some wealth, you really need to think about including the spouse in the conversation. And I think that's really important. So key takeaway here is you got to include your spouse or your significant other in the conversation, especially as you start to get older, especially as you start to build some wealth, because at some point in time, Someone is going to outlive someone and women typically outlive men.
2: There is a stat out there that is very telling and it says of women who are widowed 90% of the time they leave their financial advisor. Yeah. What does that say to you? There was no relationship yeah. there that was built with the woman in that dynamic going back and forth between the two. And she's going to go during a period of time when she's lost her husband Yeah, and she's skeptical of anybody talking to her about money and she's got to go find somebody yeah. to guide her at that point in her life. What a terrible dynamic.
0: Yeah, and, and again, you could say that as the reverse. If the woman was the one that was paying attention and, and the man wasn't, same idea. Yeah. So you want to include both spouses. I think it's really important I always, in our team, when, when we meet with families, one of the things that we always kind of recommend and suggest, because sometimes we will be in a situation, Randy, where someone will come in and they're kind of the ones taking care of the investment stuff. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's the man, or maybe I've had instances where it's been a woman and that's, you know, it's fine. It doesn't matter either way to me, but I always say, okay, that's fine. We can have maybe a first introductory meeting, whatever. I prefer both spouses to be there Mm -hmm. in the first meeting, but sometimes because of schedules and things, whatever, it just doesn't work out. But if we move on to another meeting after the discovery meeting and feel like, you know, hey, we can really help craft a plan and talk about what's right here, talk through what the needs are and save some money in taxes and reduce risk and all of these things, we recommend and ask at that point in time that the spouse comes in. Perfect example. I have a, I had a meeting with someone at the office just a little bit ago and great guys partnered in a tech company. They've done a lot of great things throughout the country. And him and I had a meeting initially, we just met, you know, maybe for an hour ish and and now we're having a second meeting. And I said, Listen, if we're going to have another meeting, I'm requiring that you bring your wife with you mm-hmm. because I want her to be involved. And the reason that's so important is the dynamic of a woman or even of a man, if just a woman's in the room, the dynamic of that other person is really important. If you have the other person, now, if you're single, you're saying, Well, geez, I can't bring my wife with me or I can't bring my husband with me because you don't have one. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, that dynamic of that other person that is less inclined to maybe be interested in financial things. If you're working with the right kind of firm, and this is a key point as well, if you're working with the right kind of financial firm, they will do a good job of clearly explaining what is available in the investment space today. So you use that literally as a strength in the meeting. If yeah.
2: somebody doesn't understand everything, let's use that yeah. to make sure everybody understands.
0: That's exactly right. And then again, that's on the firms, right? Mm-hmm. That's on the financial folks out there to say, hey, listen, listen, make sure that you continue to not just be in the industry, but continue to you know lead the industry by getting better and better and better at explaining what you're doing, what's available, why, and how in a way that those folks can easily understand it. But what happens sometimes, Randy, is as you kind of alluded to, there's questions that arise that would have never come up if that right. other spouse wasn't in the room. Yeah. And so to your point, if one spouse is there going home and talking to the other spouse about, hey, we had a conversation, this is what they said, Now all of a sudden, they're like, well, what about this? The spouse that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. And then they got to go back. Now you're playing ping pong. Yep. You're going back and forth and back and forth. And really it's something where you got to have that joint conversation. So it's really important. There is another stat out there that says that 90% of
2: women will at one point be in charge of all of the finances, not just the day-to-day, but also the investing as well as men tend to die first. And so there is also a horrible situation where a man passes, the woman gets now one social security check, and she is now head of household. She goes into a higher tax bracket and Uncle Sam hits her over the head and that's something that you got to prepare for, you got to know about, and how would you know about it if you weren't sitting down and talking to someone.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely true. You got to have that conversation because the tax structure does change. Yeah. And what that means is you need to prepare in advance for those things. You need to make sure your investments are structured and set up in such a way. You know, you might have somebody that's receiving 100 or 150 or 200 or 300 or 400 or whatever thousand a year in income and all of a sudden one spouse dies mm-hmm. and the income that you had let's just say for simple math your income was $100,000 a year right and one spouse passes away while both are living you're used to paying 15 to $20,000 a year because you get some deductions and whatever in taxes okay well, now all of a sudden, one spouse passes away. You got the same income coming in from your portfolio, but now all of a sudden, her taxes are somewhere in the ballpark of twenty to twenty-five thousand a year. It's a big adjustment. You know, it is a big adjustment, and when you when you think about that, that's another five to ten to fifteen, whatever, maybe thousand dollars a year going in taxes. That reduces her income by another thousand to twelve hundred bucks a month. Now, you know, again, you can put that on the scale if you're making a million bucks a year or a hundred thousand, whatever the number is. The point is, things. Change. And so, my challenge here is for the women out there that are listening to this, for the men out there that have a woman in their life, I want to challenge you to share this with them. My challenge for the women is don't be afraid to dive in. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to say, okay, you know, I want to get my hands around this and really understand well what's happening here. For the men in the room that are listening to this, I want to challenge you to bring your wife, bring your spouse along with you on the journey. Don't just, even though you may take care of things, and even though there might be some instances where she kind of says cuz I've experienced this where there's been folks in the past where the you know the spouse has just kind of said well I don't really care about it. he takes care of it I don't really want to deal with it whatever you need to find a creative way to engage them in the process because they're Input is absolutely valuable in crafting the right kind of plan for the future. So you got questions about your wealth. You got questions about your situation. You know somebody that's a woman out there that recently inherited some money or they're in a place where their, their spouse passed away to some degree and they're just saying, hey, I need some help. I'm not sure what to do share this show with them. I'm going to challenge you to do that. It's a quick, easy listen. It'll help encourage them, hopefully empower them as well. As always, feel free to reach out to our team at leanonthewall.com and we can share some insight, guide you through, walk you through some of these steps to really know what should I be doing on my wealth? Is my investment set up in a way that can help me really maximize my future? But this is a powerful topic And more and more women are going to be in control, as Randy said, of more and more wealth in the world. So ladies, it's important for you to step up to the plate here if you haven't already and really take the reins of understanding what's happening in the financial scenarios and stories of your own investment life. As always, our goal and challenge is to guide and encourage and uplift you in such a way that you can live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Hope you have a great one and we'll talk soon.
1: Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past Performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency, and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number seven three three zero zero one zero